Father, we thank you today for our viewers. There is not one person watching today by accident. Lord, we will discover the answer to the big question, what must we do that we might work the works of God? I wanna congratulate you today for connecting with the game-changing, historic, world-renowned message of Dr. Morris Cirillo, the Proof Producers School of Ministry. Don Mandel is in the house. Mark Masson is in the house. Don, this is a school, this is a message with a difference. Oh, it is such a, it's the term proof producer evokes in me such a passion. And I'm so excited to be a part of just going right back to the feet of the Holy Spirit and having this again released over my life, uh, particularly to go beyond head knowledge to the divine purpose of God and right where you are, right where you're with us, yes. not just to hear about an experience, but to receive an experience. Amen. Amen. This is the message that changed the lives of five million yes. national all over the world. And the good news is that we are in the season of double anointing, Amen. double portion. And now five other new millions is gonna be raised up and you are part of it. And you know, so I just wanna congratulate you today. I want you to know something. You are not connecting today by accident. You are called by God to be a proof producer. You know something? God is not depending on anything you or I possess. You just get ready. You're about to hear the voice of a prophet of God. You're about to hear the voice of an apostle of God that I believe one of the singular reasons God raised up a man by the name of Morris Cirillo took him into the heavens as a young boy, sent him to the nations of the world, was to bring this revelation that we are going to be receiving throughout the next seven days together for Proof Producers. Today, incredible message number one. This is the foundation. It's called redefining who is a minister. If you are ready, for perhaps the Holy Spirit to redefine who you think you are and allow the Spirit of God, allow the voice of the prophet of God to raise the level of your faith so that you can see yourself the way that God sees you and you can see God the way that he really is. If you are ready to find the answer to the question, that the disciples asked Jesus, and I just believe there are disciples watching today that are saying the same thing the early disciples said, and that was this, Jesus, what must I do? Not what must somebody else do, but what must I do that I might work the works of God? If you are ready, I want you to shout, I am ready. Join us in welcoming from the Morris Cirillo Legacy International Center, God's servant, Dr. Morris Cirillo. The Bible says to us in Ephesians 4.11, some very important words that are the foundation 
of the purposes why God raised up this school of ministry. Ephesians 4.11 And he gave some apostles and some prophets and some evangelists and some pastors and teachers for the perfecting of the saints, for the work of the ministry, and for the edifying of the body of Christ. I like what the Amplified Version does to this 12th verse. You see, the God that you and I serve is a God of purpose. He's a God of plan. He's a God of design. And he's a God of objectivity. I like to tell people that God never uses a shotgun. How many of you know what a shotgun is? How many farmers we got out there? <laughs> or riflemen. You know, you load a shotgun and you just don't even have to open your eyes to use it. You can just sort of have somebody point you in a direction and just pull the trigger and it just blasts off in every direction. The God that you and I serve doesn't work like that. He's a sharp shooter. He knows exactly what his target is. He knows exactly what he's doing. He's in absolute, total control. The Bible says that God gave apostles and prophets and evangelists and pastors and teachers for a divine purpose. Now listen to what the Amplified does to this 12th verse as we see the purpose of God. In your King James Version, it says, for the perfecting of the saints. The Amplified Version says, his intention was the perfecting and the full equipping of the saints. That they should do the work of ministering toward building up the body of Christ. The true test of every prophet of God is that what he speaks will come to pass. Remember, God sent in the church apostles and prophets and evangelists, and pastors and teachers, 
I'd like to make a prophecy to you here in this opening night of the School of Ministry. Could you take a prophecy? How many of you believe in prophecy? I'm going to make a threefold prophecy to you tonight. One, when this school of ministry is over, I promise you as God's servant, your personal life will never, ever again be the same. I promise you in the name of Jesus. And second, we have a sign up here on this platform, which is going to be the theme of a great series of messages that will be taught here at the school. What must we do that we might work the works of God? That is no question put up there as a slogan. It is an excerpt from the Word of God, John 6, 28. And I promise you, as God's servant, before this school of ministry is over, there will be no doubt. There will be no question. You will not wonder. You will know how to work the works of God. And probably most important of all, I promise you that you will enter into an experience. Now, put these prophecies deep within your heart tonight. You will enter into an experience that will manifest the faith and the power of God in such a way that you will be able to articulate spiritual strategy to be able to confront all the works of the enemy. I promise you in the name of Jesus. Now, I want you to lift your hands up to the Father. Come on, lift them up right now. Lift them to the Father. And I'm going to make a statement and I want you to repeat this after me right out loud. Don't be reluctant. Just say it right out loud together with God's servant. God, God brought me here to the school of ministry for a divine purpose. When God raised up this school, we began to be tagged with a special name. You know what they began to call 
the school that you have now entered into tonight. They began to call it a school. We didn't name it this. They just automatically named it. They called it a school with a difference. And do you remember the first prophecy that Brother Srilla gave to you tonight? Your life will never ever again be the same. I promise you, you will be different. We are not here to fill your head with a lot of superficial head knowledge. God didn't bring you here just to give you another Bible study. There's a lot of wonderful places that you can go to get a good Bible study. The emphasis of this school of ministry is not academia. What makes this school different is this. God will take your life and he will bring you past the point of a head knowledge and he will take you into an experience. Now, I don't know about you, but I know about Brother Shrew. It's not for head knowledge that we cry here in the school. But we cry, God, take us past the point of just feeding us and feeding us. Most of God's people in the church are stuffed to death. They need to go on a spiritual diet. They've had so much food. What we need is an experience that will enable us to put into practice what we know is in God's Word. A few days ago, we were in Central America. And during the middle of the school, we took some close to 1,400 leaders into the bull rink. We said, all right, we've been standing here for a week. We've been telling you what God will do. We've been showing you how to work the works of God. Now we're going into the bull rink downtown, seating 25,000 people and 40,000 people packed it up. You couldn't even walk on the playing field. And after the first little prayer, God be my eternal witness, six totally born deaf and dumb mutes were instantly healed. In, in fact, there were so many deaf and dumb mutes here, we couldn't even count them. We had to just stack them on the platform. The hour was getting so late. 
cripples. They were taking wheelchairs and throwing them over the heads of people. Little children were being rushed to the platform with braces from their feet clear up to here and they were running and jumping and their parents were waving the braces. What our heart cries out for is not so much more conventional preaching and not so much more just filling our hearts and filling our minds and filling our being with doctrine and with theology. But we come to this school of ministry because it's a school with a difference. It's a school that will take us literally past the point of head knowledge and give us a breakthrough in the spirit world where we will have an experience. Did you know that God never asked anybody to do anything for him? He never did without first giving to them. Hear this carefully now. Without first giving to them an experience. Don't you fool yourself. Abraham could never do what he did if God did not first give him an experience. You know, I could walk into Pharaoh's court. I wouldn't be afraid of that Egyptian leader if God appeared to me. sister for a spiritual experience you're gonna have a breakthrough after Jacob had an experience he could face Esau couldn't face him before talk about all the faith you want to Moses walked into Pharaoh's court, brother, after God spoke to him. Elijah was able to work the works of God after he had an experience with working with the supernatural power of God, and he found out that it worked. Brother, I'm going to tell you something. If you ever prayed for a deaf person, and that deaf person's ears watch out, open, watch out. You'll line up all the deaf you can find.
Daniel couldn't go in the lion's den without the experience. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego couldn't go into that fierce fiery furnace and say, heat the furnace as hot as you want to. But one thing we want you to know, King Nebuchadnezzar, is this. Our God is able. You don't talk like that, brother, just because you got a doctrine or because you memorize a few scriptures or because you confess. Paul was able to be whipped. Huh? He was able to be shipwrecked. He was able to be left for dead and naked and stoned. He was able to go through everything that he did for our blessed Lord and never get confused like this 20th century church. Who as soon as they feel a little fire of affliction as they walk through this world, they say, why God, why God, why God? <laughs> Paul said, none of these things move me. Glory to God, hit me, nothing moves me. Stone me, nothing moves me. Take my clothes off, throw me out over the side of the city, leave me for dead, put me in prison, nothing moves me. Let the winds come and toss my boat, but I'm not standing on the edge of the boat saying, my God, my God, my God, did you let this boat get in the storm? Why? Because he had an experience, brother. He met God on the backside of the desert. He saw the glory of the living Christ. Oh, That's what we are going to have here at the school. why God raised up this school. That's why it's called a school with a difference because something is going to happen to you. 2,000 years ago, this church of Jesus Christ was born. It was not born weak. It was not born anemic. It was not born spiritless, and it was not born powerless. 2,000 years ago, when this church of Jesus Christ was born, it was born with a divine, unique characteristic. With that characteristic, that gave birth to 
the early church, something happened. The church of Jesus Christ in the first 200 years between the first and the second century, the church of Jesus Christ was able to reach their entire known world. Did you know that? Every government, every ruler, every kingdom, for all intents and purposes, had been Christianized. Now, I did not say that they were all hot-hearted, overcoming, devil-chasing, sick-healing, Holy Ghost Spirit-filled people. How many of you know we look at the church today and we can't say that? Those that go under the banner of Christianity. But for all intents and purposes, the whole world had become what you would call Christianized. Now, the church reached their then-known world, not by great preaching, not by silver-tongued oratory, but the church of Jesus Christ reached the then-known world because it was born with a very unique characteristic. Now we have an understanding of what preachers are today. Someone who goes through Bible school or someone who goes through theological seminary. And when they come out of the school, they get ordained by a denomination. They receive a card that says you now are an ordained minister of a certain organization and they take their place behind the what I call ruts of the harvest they go into their pulpits and they carry on business as usual and the church of Jesus Christ, God's people, sit in the pews, sideline observers, week after week, month after month, year after year, expecting that this ordained theological student is supposed to be the sole instrument that God uses to minister to the body of Christ and to reach the world. Now, until we get a new interpretation and until we get a new understanding of what a minister is, there is no hope for us to ever be able to reach this world for God.
When God raised up the school of ministry, he had a purpose. Remember, the God that you and I serve is a God of purpose. He's a God of plan. He just doesn't shoot and scatter it in every direction. He has a definite purpose. He has a definite plan. He has a definite objective. And when God raised up the Marcellus School of Ministry, he had a purpose. One of the purposes that God had was to use this ministry to use us to redefine for God's people and to reinterpret what a minister really is. It's strange that in that early church, that was so uniquely used by God. It's strange that that church which reached the then known world did not have 99% of the tools that you and I have today. Somebody said, Brother Swallow, how did they reach their world? They didn't have airplanes to travel, but they got there. They didn't have printing presses to print their sermons, but they reached the world with the message of Jesus Christ. They didn't have television. You say, Brother Sula, does that mean that we are not supposed to use those tools today? Of course not. In fact, they didn't even have a Bible. You say, Brother Sula, what are you saying to me? I'm saying to you that if we are going to reach the world, God's going to have to give us a breakthrough in defining what a minister is. Because I'm going to tell you tonight, I'm going on record here in the school to let you know we will never, ever reach the world from behind the pulpit or what they call the sacred desk. It's impossible. Did you know that if you were to take all of the churches that we have in the world today, Protestant, Catholic, and all the Hebrew synagogues, all the current 
church buildings. Now, I'm not saying just here in North America. I'm saying throughout the entire world. And if you were to take out all of these chairs and you were to fill every church building throughout the length and breadth of the entire world, if you were to fill those buildings with people chest to chest, stand them chest to chest, back to back, take the chairs out, fill every auditorium, every cathedral, every synagogue with people. Did you know that we would not be able to get 2% of the entire world's population inside those church buildings? All of them put together. Protestant, Catholic, Jewish. We wouldn't get 2% of the world's population inside those church buildings. Now, you tell me, how are we ever going to reach this world for God from within inside the church? Did you know that while you and I sit here in this opening session of the School of Ministry, that one half, one half of the entire world has never yet one time heard the name Jesus? Did you know that? I didn't say they rejected him. I didn't say that they turned their back on our blessed Lord. I said that one half of the whole world has never yet one time heard the name Jesus. Listen to Brother Srilla, beloved. Something's wrong. Something is desperately wrong. And it's time for the church of Jesus Christ to get the mask off and find out what's wrong. How can an early church without airplanes, without printing presses, without the written word of God, how can they reach their whole known world and 2,000 years later, after the death of Jesus, half the world has never yet one time heard the name Jesus. Now I want you to know something tonight. We're not afraid. Did you hear me? You say, Brother Sula, aren't you afraid of what you might find out if you get the mask off? Absolutely not. I'll tell you why we're not afraid. Because we can face whatever we have to face. We don't have to be afraid of whatever it is, brother. It's time we stop 
sweeping these things underneath the carpet. We can get them out. And we can face them, my brother. I don't care what they are. I'll tell you why we can face them. Because we don't face them in our own strength. We face them in the name that's above every name. Jesus Christ, the Son of the living God. God used the early church to reach its then known world because it had a unique characteristic. It had a unique ingredient, and that ingredient and that characteristic gave it divine enablement, whereby it was able to go out and reach its whole world for our blessed Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And 12 men didn't do it. Eleven apostles and Paul did not do it. Five hundred people in the upper room did not do it. But the early church understood the secret of what a real minister is. It's every housewife. It's every doctor. It's every grandmother. It's every carpenter. It's every construction worker. It's every man and every woman that names the name of Jesus Christ. The word of God did not spread from structure to structure where we can only get 2% of the world's population in. But the word of God in the early church spread from house to house. Not apostle to apostle, not disciple to disciple, but from house to house. That's why God brought you here from your sphere. No matter who you are. No matter what you are. God brought you here for a divine purpose. Well, if you believe you are watching for a divine purpose, somebody say amen. Don, Mark, what an incredible download some of the most foundational classic truths from God's servant, Dr. Morris Cirillo. What must we do that we might work the works Hallelujah. of God? And as Mark said earlier, he talked about a double portion, but we need to realize also this message that we're watching, 1983, Denver, Colorado, the video was made. But in fact, at that time, the population of the world, I think was nearing maybe 4 billion. Now we're nearing 8 billion people. So wow. the cry is so important. That's why he ended saying, not apostle to apostle, but house to house. And that if we put all the people in the buildings, we would barely get 2% in. But you know, what is this redefining? It's really a polite way of saying to us, stop saying it's not my job. Come on. Don't, I mean, I've met some of the most talented, dynamic people 
but somehow they don't believe it's their job and their calling. They believe there's this group of people called the clergy and it's their propriety to reach the world. But when they get this message and it saturates in their being, and that's why I'm so excited that many of you who've already heard this message are back with us to receive a, a, a second dose, your second, your second dose, hallelujah, that God is going to enable you to be a part of this great fulfillment that we are not daunted by 8 billion people because Amen. this anointing is on our lives. Amen. This teaching is truly the fruit, the product of a personal conversation between God the Father and his servant, Dr. Maurice Cerillo. And I love what the Bible says. If you want to check if a prophet is a real prophet, check what he says and see if it happened. Dr. Serilo was so bold to say that at the end of this school of ministry, your life will never be the same. Amen. What a prophecy. You will know how to do the works of God. Amen. And number three, you will have a spiritual experience that will enable you to produce the proof that Jesus is he, is who he claimed to be, the son of the living God. And I can testify for myself, and I know millions all over the world can testify for themselves. Those three prophecy, they are yes and amen. Expect to be going through that very same manifestation of those three promises from the prophet of God in your life. Amen and amen. And I just wanna just highlight a few of the things, Don and Mark, that Brother Cirillo said, just so that they really are in our focus because these are incredible things that Brother Cirillo said. He said, we will never ever reach the world from behind the pulpit. And we're so proud of so many of you students that have literally taken that word and you have decided that, you know what? I don't have to be a preacher behind a pulpit to say that God is using my life. And you see, that's what this Proof Producers message is doing. I love what Don said. One of Brother Srillo's great platinum statements is that if you accept excuses, you accept failure. And you see, the enemy would try to tell us, oh, I can't preach like that brother, or I can't prophesy like that sister. But we are discovering in this Proof Producer School of Ministry that first and foremost, God is wanting to redefine what a minister really is. Don, I love what you shared. Brother Srilo has shared it so many times that if we took all the churches in the world and we took out all the pews and all of the chairs and you put everybody in shoulder to shoulder, that less than 2% of the world's population would fit inside the four walls of a church. So what does that mean? Ministry happens outside the four walls of the church. That's where you are today. That's where we are today. We walk into this legacy center every day and you see people that are just sitting right outside the literal steps of the Legacy Center, waiting for somebody to fasten their eyes upon them, just to tell them, such as I have, give I unto you. And I declare that there are people 
that are outside the gates of your life, of your church, that are just waiting for you and I to discover the answer to this question, what must I do? And I love this message, Don, because Brother Srilo takes all the pressure off of us. We're going to begin as we go into day two and into day three, as Brother Srilo begins to talk to us about how Jesus chose 12 disciples. He wasn't depending on anything that they possessed. The hour that Jesus needed them the most, they were denying him. They were wishy-washy. They were running from the cross. And this is the group that Jesus looked at. And the Bible says, yes, he rebuked them and upbraided them for their hardness of heart and their unbelief. But in the very next breath, he said to these people, you go into all the world, Don. I love it how you shared without excuses. It's not somebody else's job and I'll be with you. How could he say that? He could say that because he knew that he wasn't depending on anything that Greg Morrow or Don Mandel or Mark Masson or whoever you are today, God is not depending on anything that you possess, but he's depending on what you will let him make of you. So please, please, please stay connected. Day two is going to be incredible. Every single one of these days is going to be line upon line and you are going to be built up. You're not going to be torn down, but you're going to be built up. And I just want to encourage you today, maybe the most important resource that you can get a hold of, you can download it right now, redefining who is a minister. I tell you what, this is a power packed book. You have to have it. You can download it wherever you are in the world. Some of the incredible chapters in this book, Jesus revealed what it truly means to be a minister. And I love this. In finding your ministry, beware of the pitfalls. There are pitfalls. Brother Strull is going to be sharing with us. One of them is comparing yourself to somebody else saying, well, I can't do it like they can do it. So maybe God just can't use me at all. You don't need to struggle any longer. Here is your calling. What an incredible word from God. I tell you what, the most blessed place that you can be in your life is in the will of God. And how, how he emphasized, remember, he was not talking to that group of people in 1983 in Denver, Colorado that were assembled. He was talking to you and he said, God brought you here Amen. from your sphere. You might be here from Nakuru, Kenya. You might be here from uh, Bandung, uh, Indonesia, and you have you are intricately woven in with a family, a community, a group of people. You're an ideal source and vessel for God to flow through to reach part of humanity. Amen. Yes, and I want to say that this is truly the message yes. that changed my life. And I've listened to this message, not one time, not two times, but so many, I would say, hundreds of time Amen. to be totally soaked by the Spirit of the Lord. Don't be discouraged. Watch every day, every day, attend to the school of ministry on that course, Proof Producer. 
The same way my life has been changed, I pray that your life will be changed forever for the glory of God. And listen, I want to just encourage you, make sure you're getting the study notes. They are going to be packed with incredible nuggets of revelation God will use to infuse your life. You see, because before God can use your life in a greater way, first through this Proof Producer School of Ministry, he is wanting to infuse your life in a greater way. So make sure if you're not getting the emails, email the Dean of the Morris Cirillo Virtual School of Ministry, Phyllis Freeman, P. Freeman at mcwe.com. Getting resources like redefining who is a minister is a wonderful thing, but you don't have to get these resources to get the notes, to get the impartation, for God to really download something very special. All of the resources that we talk about, they are optional, they are will be a blessing to you, and we want you to have them, but if for some reason you're not able to access them, just make sure you're getting the emails. You know if you get them, we pack them with all kinds of notes, all kinds of gifts, all kinds of incredible words of encouragement. So. If you're not getting them, just email Phyllis P. Freeman at mcwe.com. Don Mark, I'm excited. Tomorrow, Brother Thrillo is bringing us into the incredible message, the big question. You do not want to miss tomorrow. On behalf of Mark and Don, on behalf of Teresa, our incredible First Lady, David Thrillo, all of our team here at Legacy, please let me remind you again, you are a part of God's end time plan. You may not be the hand, you may not be the eye, but you are part. And your part is an important part of God's end time plan. Proof Producers is going to help you to discover what that part is. And I'm here to tell you once again, God has not planned any defeats for you We'll see you tomorrow, live from Legacy, in Jesus' name.